Today, the House takes a vote on authorizing an impeachment inquiry, and the results are in. Plus, a very own Blaze TV contributor is set to be arrested by the FBI. No, it's not, it's not a joke. I wish it were. We will get into all of that and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today I am joined by you're, you guys are going to love this day. It's a patent stew day. We've yes. got Stuber Gear, host of Stew Does America, along with Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. And I told my producer, I'm like, before the end of the year, we have to have Pat and Stew on together again. So I'm glad that you guys could make it. Um, also, I don't know if you guys have been talking about it, but Tomorrow is like our last show mm -hmm. for yeah. most of the network, I think, except for Chad Prather, uh, for like two weeks. So this is that's why I was like, we got to get it in this week. We got to have Pat and Stu on. And I don't know. I have a contract that's not signed yet. So I don't know if I'm ever going to see you guys again. <laughs> this could be the last show we ever say, do together. You're saying if your contract is signed, you never want to see us again? Like, <laughs> it, wait, is this what our relationship is? It's only when you're under contract we get to talk to you? Kind of hurtful. Wow. Yeah. We just learned Kinda something hurtful. devastating. Mm -hmm. Wow. Whoops. <laughs> well, can't take that one back. No. Um, so, oh, by the way, I would like to just say, I don't know if you guys want to go over to wherever you get your podcasts and, you know, rate the show five stars and in your review, maybe leave a review and say, hey, we really want more years of Sarah. <laughs> Just saying. It I'm going to do help. that right now. I don't know. I might not have a show in January. <laughs> um, so, all right. I'm not going to tell you if I'm joking or not. Um, so I want to talk about what happened today with the vote for the Biden impeachment inquiry. House Republicans voted to authorize an impeachment inquiry uh, into Joe Biden. Obviously, Democrats opposed it. It was a party line vote of 221 to 212. So they will go ahead and proceed the proper way. Of course, that's not the way that it happened whenever they were uh, looking into Donald Trump. Um, and so the resolution states the committees on oversight and accountability, ways and means, and the judiciary are directed to continue their ongoing investigations as part of the House of Representatives inquiry into whether sufficient grounds exist for the House to exercise its constitutional power to impeach the president. Um, Look, Mike Johnson released a, a joint statement with a couple other, the, the majority whip, uh, Elise Stefanik, and um, they're saying, we don't take this responsibility lightly. I'm not going to read this whole thing. You guys can see it if you're watching. That's a really long statement. But we don't take this responsibility lightly. Uh, we will not prejudge the investigation's outcome, but the evidentiary record is impossible to ignore. We've seen witness testimony. We've seen bank records showing millions of dollars flowing to the Biden family from foreign adversaries. Witnesses have testified about the president's numerous interactions with his family's foreign clients. The president and the White House have repeatedly misled the public, shifted the goalpost, and stonewalled our investigation, and we will continue to follow the facts where we lead. Uh, it's just fascinating because we continue to hear from the left, there is absolutely no evidence to suggest that Joe Biden did anything nefarious. And that's just been the talking point, not just from leftist lawmakers, but also uh, the mainstream media, who, of course, are just also part of the left. They're just like an, another extension of the, uh, the leftist lawmakers. So I want to play here um, Representative Andy Biggs. 
and he posted a video on his um, X account where he kind of detailed the evidence of Joe Biden's criminal activities. Watch. We have literally thousands, tens of thousands of pages of bank records. Um, and he says we cherry pick those. No, you don't cherry pick a bank record. What you do is you actually follow the numbers and the dates of transfers from where to where. Uh, they have set up more than 20 shell companies all during the deep uh, when Joe Biden's uh, tenure as the vice president. Uh, you have uh, SARS, literally almost 200 uh, suspicious activity reports from banks. You have actually one bank uh, 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 where you have an auditor saying, we've got a problem here because this $5 million uh, deposit is not based on anything that they're selling. There's no loan documentation. It is very scary because it's coming from this basically a CCP-controlled company. Yeah. Uh, you have all that evidence, and then you have Joe Biden meeting with these people, right. uh, making phone calls to these people. So it all wraps up together. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, all of what he's saying is true, right? These are a bunch of different tangled webs that you have to connect in order to understand what is actually going on, which, again, um, I remember it, within this investigation, there was someone that testified that this was that's how it was set up, that one of the quotes from one of the whistleblowers said that one of the uh, sources had said it'll take them 10 years to, to uncover this. We've got so many shell companies and paying lawyers and we've done it well enough that they're not going to figure it out for, you know, a very long time. So I mentioned the left's narrative of just like that. There is absolutely no evidence. Dude, this is you guys are just trying to to make Joe Biden look bad because he's running for president again. So I want to play a couple of those and then. And I want to get your take on on the whole thing. Here is uh, Ian Sam's White House spokesman on CNN. Just like you guys are just they're just lying. Watch. So they're just making up lies to attack the president in a relentless smear campaign that, frankly, has been going on for four straight years now. We went through an impeachment in the last administration over these same made up allegations. Mm, OK, let's listen to uh, Whoopi Goldberg who, again, there's absolutely no evidence, no evidence uh, to prosecute, no evidence for impeachment. He committed no crimes. I, we don't know what you're talking, the bank records, those don't exist. Nothing else exists. There's no evidence. Watch. Listen, you can say a lot of things about the Democrats, but they knew what they were, they knew what they were going in for. Yeah. High crimes and misdemeanors. You couldn't name one. You couldn't even say, well, he's old. That's why we're mad. Yeah, that's <laughs> not what this is about. We couldn't name anything. That's I mean, very what the telling, heck? Because when you are prosecuting a case and you're yeah. investigating a case, you're not investigating a person. You're investigating a crime. Yeah. And I think... Um, uh, what what this uh, Jamie Raskin, who I love, Representative yeah. Jamie Raskin, oh. he, he was a former I prosecutor. He said, "The Biden impeachment investigation isn't a who done it; it's a what is it? It's like an <laughs> Agatha Christie novel where the mystery is what's the crime, and that gets very tedious very fast. And he's absolutely right; it's not the way that you prosecute cases; it's not the way that you investigate cases. And it's just so transparent that this is just political retribution. Well, it's just they're playing politics. I mean, I think we're really clear on what the crime is, is selling his influence to foreign nationals and profiting off of it. Like, that's it. <clears throat> I'm very clear on what the crime is. I don't think there's any confusion about that. But, I mean, that's all. I've also been paying attention. So I want to play one more for you guys, which kind of was a surprising one to me. Here is Fox News and their take on it. Watch. 
If they have the stuff. If they I mean, have the, the stuff, Republicans right. at this point don't have, they've got a lot of ledgers and spreadsheets, but they have not connected the dots. They've connected the dots, the Department of Justice did on Hunter, but they have not shown where Joe Biden, uh, you know, did anything illegally. Okay, so Fox News is here to tell you that there's no evidence to suggest that Joe Biden did anything illegally. There's so much we just went through, and I, it's amazing to watch. I mean, I think, you know, if you want to say they have not proven their case beyond a, the the question of a doubt in a court of law, like, right. yeah, okay, right. that standard has not been met yet, but sure. that's why you have an investigation. That's why you don't, you don't, like the Democrats did, just jump to the impeachment vote. You have an investigation to get all the evidence out so that people know what happened. Um, I think the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, I will disagree with one part of the, the, the Republican statement, which they said the evidence is impossible to ignore. Well, you just proved it's not impossible to ignore. They're ignoring it all the time. They're actually really good at ignoring it. Seems to be the only thing they can do with it. Um, we have business associates. We have uh, bank records. I, I, you Cherry picking bank records, I, I, which is a great... How, what else do you do with bank? You have to cherry pick bank records. What are you going to do? Put all of his Sabaro purchases on there? Like a, <laughs> only some of them only apply. Only the ones that have to apply to right. the legal case we're talking about here. Um, we have text messages. Mm -hmm. We have all of these things that are evidence that point, I think, very strongly in the direction that there, something wrong was done. We don't know. We like, for example, we don't have. Um, uh, Every single bit of it yet. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have an inquiry, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's why you go through this process. It's important to understand. You know, we didn't have a lot of this stuff just months ago. Some of the things I just mentioned are new. You know, if you go back and you, and you go through the, the, the remixing of the statements by Joe Biden about Hunter Biden, we all remember him saying, like, well, I, don't, I had nothing to do with this business. I never talked to him about his business. But really yeah. the beginning of those, that line of statements, which has now all the way got to with Hunter Biden the other day saying, mm -hmm. well, he was not financially involved in my business. The beginning of that was him saying, my son has done nothing, nothing. wrong. Mm -hmm. And what's shocking to me, because he said that several times over the years, the last time he said it was in May of this year. He was still saying his son yeah. had done nothing wrong in May of this year. And I know we all, rightly so, spend a lot of time bashing Republicans for all the times that they suck. And they deserve it, and we should continue to do it. But we should also point out, they have moved public opinion on this. Yeah. It, was, it was just us screaming into the abyss for yeah. years. And now you're looking at polls where... As many people who believe that, you know, Donald Trump is corrupt after all of the efforts of the mainstream media to prove that, about the same amount of people believe Joe Biden is corrupt. And they've looked at these, this evidence a little bit, and we've moved public opinion. They've moved the evidence down the line. We know more now about this than we did last year before Republicans took control. They've done a good job on this one very specific narrow thing. They've been very good on this, and I think they've done a solid job. Now, will they get the impeachment thing over the end at the, at the end of the day? I don't know. Certainly, he's not going to be removed. We right. all know that. Um, but look, they didn't even have the votes to impeach him a few weeks ago. That's why they, they went about it another way. They got that over the finish line on this particular thing. I think they've done a good job so wow. far. I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Republicans. <laughs> Pat, what are your thoughts? I, I love the refrain that this has been going on for four years. They've been trying to do this. For, how long did they harp yep. on the Russian collusion thing yep. with Trump? Yep. At least, I mean, they're still doing it. Yep. They're still doing it, even though it's been 
proven to be a hoax. And they harped on the Hunter Biden laptop being a hoax and uh, some sort of Russian intervention there, too. And they still try to get away with that occasionally. Yes, I mean, on and on and on that's gone. Uh, yeah, we've, they've been talking about this for a while now because it was ignored. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like, you know, we investigated it, found that there was nothing, still talked about it. It was ignored for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, they finally forced the issue, got the evidence, did the investigating, and, and there's obviously a lot to it. There's a lot of evidence here. There, we, with this much smoke, there has to be fire. Now, and I don't disagree with you at all. I, Stu, you said um, obviously the Senate will not vote to remove him. And I tend to agree with you. Like, but the, the reasonable part of me is like, there's no way. The Democrats are so good at covering for their own, regardless of whether or not they think he's guilty. I know they all know that he's guilty. They all know it because I'm sure they're also guilty of a lot of it. And by that, I mean Republicans as well. But you do have to wonder because it just feels like every single day, we, we become more and more into this place of just an unprecedented area. And it's like, I agree with you that you wouldn't think that they would vote to remove him, but at what point, like he's obviously baggage and they obviously are trying to pivot to Gavin Newsom, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. At what point do they just say, okay, we're just cutting you loose because you've just become too much baggage? That would be an easy way to do it. However, I think it would make, um, it would give a more negative opinion on Democrats as a whole, which in which case they wouldn't do it. But I do go back and forth on like, okay, well, if not here, then how? Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, politically speaking, that it would be very difficult to win an election right after your president got removed from right. office. That would be very difficult. But I will say, um, to your point here, maybe I should modify my statement a little bit. It shouldn't be the expectation of the Republicans going in. Their right. expectation should be, how is this going to affect essentially politics, yep. right? Yep. How, how are they going to advance this and let people know the truth about Joe Biden, get the information that we need so this is out there, so the public can make the decision? Because basically the impeachment process is, in a way, right there for everybody in November, right? right. People can, can, can vote to do it. Uh, but you're right. And like, I'll give you an example of, of, of this this does occasionally happen. It's very rare. But a good example of this is Andrew Cuomo, who, you know, look, look, they protected for years and years and years and years for all sorts of different terrible things he did. At some point, the, it wasn't the Republicans who pulled that off. It was at some point Democrats decided, OK, this is enough, mm -hmm. whether it's tied to uh, his handling of covid, which was obviously horrible, his molesting of all the girls around him um, or uh, just other. And this is a big factor. Other things they just didn't like about him. Yeah. He, the way he was a jerk to everybody. He, he was unpopular. He was, you know, he would block a lot of sweetheart projects if, 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 the, if it wasn't a, you know, you scratch my back, uh, I'll scratch yours sort of situation. So he had a lot of stuff built up. Does Biden have that? I mean, I don't think he has that exactly with, with Democrats. I think generally speaking, his he's not like Hillary, where they don't really, really don't like Hillary, I don't mm -hmm. think. I think Democrats don't like her either. Joe, I think they just think is old and incompetent and doing a bad job and putting their party in danger of a loss because he is, um, you know, going senile in front of our eyes. So it's a little bit of, it's a little bit different, but it's not impossible. You're right. I think there is a, there is a scenario that plays out where this is bad enough. Yeah. He's been on record for long enough. And they might look at this and just say, gosh, I, we've got nothing else we could do. Let's let's switch to whether it's Kamala or if it's, yeah. uh, you know, Gavin Newsom. And at least we have someone we can say isn't currently under investigation and if Trump wins, they will still have that to hold over Republicans' head if they switch him out. It, okay. 
So I'll take it one step further, and then I want to get last word, Pat. So they could say, well, we impeached Trump. We, we voted to impeach Biden, something Republicans wouldn't do because we're the moral super, morally superior ones, right? Like, we are the ones you can trust because we have values and we stick to them. We, I mean, we, we didn't like that Joe was doing that. Obviously, to Stu's point, that wouldn't be the reason that they were doing it, but they could. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there to play devil's advocate. They could, in that scenario, use it to say we're better than the Republicans because they wouldn't vote for their guy. We'll vote for our guy if we do truly think he's done something wrong. Maybe they can have Bob Menendez make the statement. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. It could happen. Yeah. Uh, and monkeys could fly out my butt. <laughs> okay. Uh, really? So, really? Yeah. Like, uh, it could. That could happen. I want to have a doctor look about at... an equal chance of either thing. <laughs> okay. I just don't, I don't see Democrats ever doing that. I just yeah. don't, I don't have any faith in their ability to do the right thing under any circumstances, even for the wrong reason. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll do it. Uh, and if I don't it, think they'll do it. It's also it would be tough for them to do it in an election year. Yeah. yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you, you remember yep. Nixon, of course, goes through some of the stuff, winds up winning in a landslide. Early in the next term, they were much more open to eventually getting to the point where they were going to throw him out. It's, it's, just, it's just hard to believe. But you know what? Hey, you're right. The unprecedented argument is a good one. Yeah. I could give you about 65 things I said would never happen that have happened, so who knows? Yeah, like the, all this year, probably. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Chamonix. So it's Christmas. It's the holiday season. Uh, you're going to have a lot of gifts to give. You're going to have parties with friends and family. I know Stu said he's had like 10 million Christmas parties. That's all I do now. To go it's my to. my full-time job. This is my part-time job. <laughs> Going to Christmas parties is my full-time job. So you got a lot of places to be. You want to go somewhere. You want to use a product that's going to make you get compliments everywhere you go. Uh, because you're going to look years younger, thanks to Genucel. And from now until Christmas, Genucel's most popular package is better than 70% off at Genucel.com. Now's the time to stock up not only for yourself, but also for your loved ones to the best skincare in the world. You can see those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and even a sagging jaw line. They have a product specifically for that. It will all disappear right before your eyes with their most popular collection. And with its immediate effects, see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. I use the immediate effects. I think it's wonderful. You put it under your eyes. You feel like a very cooling sensation and just everything tightens up. And I don't know if you guys know this. I'm actually 93, but you wouldn't know wow. it. Yeah, thanks to Genius. You don't look above mm -hmm. 85. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> See? You can look years younger. Thanks to Genucel. Also included in every most popular package is your free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. This is why I said, if I don't come back, I'm never seeing you guys again. That's why. Oh, you're starting to depress me. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Just go leave a podcast review, okay? Genucel.com slash Y is where you need to go. Enter the special promo code Y, that's W-H-Y, for an additional 10% off. That is Genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Y. All right, so we've been trying to keep up with uh, the, all the latest on January 6th. And uh, one of the people who helps keep us up to date on that is investigative journalist and Blaze TV contributor Steve Baker, who just tweeted out. Steve, thank you for joining us. You just tweeted out a couple hours ago. Breaking, my attorney has just been notified by the FBI that I'm going to be charged by the Justice Department for my journalistic efforts on January 6th. I have to self-surrender on Tuesday. Charges are yet unknown. Stay tuned for more information to follow this afternoon. What the hell is going on? Hey, I was just having a meeting with the chairman of a House committee. 
I was there with him for an hour and a half, walked down the hall of the Rayburn building to meet with the staff of another uh, very important uh, House member. And as I was finishing up that meeting, I got a text from my attorney. He said, call me. You know, when your attorney texts you like that, it's never <laughs> yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So I uh, stepped out into the hallway and he said, well, I wish I had good news. But uh, the, the news we've been waiting on for two and a half years is finally here. And the FBI agent who has had my investigation for the last two plus years contacted my Raleigh attorney and said that they are going to be filing charges and that I will be required to self-surrender on Tuesday of this week in Raleigh. So uh, I'm here in D.C. right now. So I guess I'll be heading home in a couple of days. Golly. And they but is is it did your attorney tell you, is it strange that they didn't give you any more information on to, to explain what the charges were going to be? They, they have been this way since the very beginning. Back two years ago when we got our first threat, we were told on November 17th of 2021 by Assistant U.S. Attorney Anita Eve out of Philadelphia, my attorney was told that his client, me, would be charged within the week. That was t- over two, uh, mm-hmm. uh, exactly two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't hear from them again for 20 months until I got a grand jury subpoena about uh, back in August of this year for all my videos that I had taken on January 6th. And so that let us know that they had reopened or at least reevaluated or ignited the case. But back then, they told me that they were going to charge me with property damage and with, of all things, uh, interstate racketeering, probably because of the licensing of my video to uh, other uh, no. agencies. Oh, yeah. My, my videos have been used by HBO documentary, New York Times documentary, Epic Times and several other news agencies all over the world. And so that was the only thing that we could think of. But then we we, uh, we did a media blitz. Uh, they went away. And then we didn't hear from them, as I said, for uh, 20 months. And then they came back. And then I got the news that I got today. But, you know, look, the, the, the timing of this is, is I'm not even going to mm-hmm. say that it's suspect. Mm-hmm. I, I'm absolutely convinced of what the timing is. We have been releasing very important stories, yeah. hitting right at the heart of what they're doing. Uh, we have uncovered corruption in the Capitol Police. We have uncovered actual lies and perjury taking place in trials. And more importantly, there are people that put those officers on the stand. And who puts people yeah. on the stand? That would be the Department of Justice. And so we, we've been poking the bear. And, you know, the, 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 the truth the truth of the matter is, you know, if, if I'm being perfectly honest, they, they want to keep me out of town and they want to take this away from me. Mm-hmm. They want to take my congressional press badge away from me, and they want me off of this case is what they want. And so most, as is the case with most January 6th defendants, they are not allowed to travel to D.C. So uh, unless they consider me a risk, unless my attorneys can argue otherwise that this is where I do my work, uh, they're going to have a hard time keeping from me from being here. Yeah, I mean, but I, I just I want to be clear here. There's are they is there argument that you were not? a member of the press when you were there on January 6th? Because I know in October, was I think it was October, you wrote a piece for Blaze Media about how you had been under federal investigation. And of, mm-hmm. in the article, you said, you know, like many other reporters and photojournalists, both independents and those working directly for established media companies, I followed the story that day where it went and it happened to be inside the Capitol building. Uh, between 100 or 200 journalists were either already inside the Capitol covering the event from restricted grounds or followed the ground, uh, the crowd inside. I mean, it's just mind blowing to me that they wouldn't, see the work that you're doing here, see the work that you've done as a whole and go, 
oh, well, we, this guy was obviously just trying to document the whole thing. We obviously, we have freedom of the press in this country, and we can't do that. Right. Well, it's a, it's a case of selective prosecution, because what they're doing is they are not charging the 60 or so mainstream media journalists that also followed the story where the story went. And by the way, uh, just when, when you enter a restricted space, it doesn't matter who you work for. New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, or, or Blaze Media. You, you're not allowed to enter a restricted space at any time. But if you're going to bring charges against all of the independent journalists or those who reported to other news agencies that were not uh, helping with you know, establishing and preserving the narrative, as Nancy Pelosi liked to say, then uh, that's who they're bringing charges against. And so that's what we're up against at this moment. And as I said, it, it's the, the timing is, is uh, not suspicious to me at all. It's, the timing is easily answered, especially after today when I saw an actual text from a very high-ranking Capitol Police official, official who was upset that I have access to their comms because I posted that last week as well. I posted a screenshot from one of their emails, and that made them mad. And then all of a sudden, here comes the charges. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's no way. This isn't the, – the, the timing is very clear uh, to me. Are you – Steve, are you scared? I mean, I would be, I would be terrified if I was in this position. Um, look, it doesn't feel good, but I've had two years to prepare for this. Uh, I certainly dealt with it emotionally two years ago when the threats first came. And so now I'm just ready for the fight. I've been getting calls from friendly attorneys all day today. Um, and I kind of feel like, you know, we're about to get the band back together and we're going to go to war. <sighs> uh, Steve, it, it did, what did you do? What, how many windows did you break? Like what, <laughs> what did you steal while you were there? Like, did you, I mean, is there anything that even borderline that you did other than just walk around and, and film people? I stole image and images and information that they don't want out. Mm. That's what I got. And and uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't enter the Capitol until after many hundreds of other people were already inside. After the doors were long open, yeah. after uh, the police had been uh, had been basically given stand down orders, and they were basically de-escalating at that point. And this is this is the real tragedy of what's going on here. There, and I'm not I'm not saying myself. I'm talking about hundreds of people entered that building that day innocently. And when I say innocently, they didn't know that they were breaching uh, restricted space. They weren't seeing cops providing or, or, or uh, an effort to keep them out. By then, the cops had basically just said, okay, we've got to contain the situation and let's not let this thing break out into any more violence than what it is. And so this is what happened. It was about that time that I entered the building. I walked through. I captured some of the most important video of the day. And then when uh, it was over, I, I left peacefully. I didn't break anything. I didn't uh, attack any law enforcement. I didn't chant. I didn't parade. I didn't wave a flag. I wasn't wearing any Trump gear. I did what a journalist would do. And then I exited and then started writing and telling my stories. And then as those stories became more important, I began doing the investigation into all of the things that we are looking at today, the corruption, the anomalies, the setup, uh, all of the above. <sighs> Is it possible, Steve, that they're just trying to draw some line between mainstream journalists and independent journalists? I mean, like, you're with the Blaze Media now, but at that time, you were not. You were an independent journalist, right. if I'm understanding that right. Are they trying to just, right. you know, uh, go after independent, independent. journalists? Yeah. That's all they're doing. 
at this point. Mm-hmm. But there are independents that submitted their stories to the proper media organization. If you were independent, you were a stringer or you were just a contractor and you, you had a relationship with the New Yorker like Luke Mogelson did. Luke Mogelson caught the video of the QAnon shaman in the, the Senate chamber praying. But see, Luke Mogelson, I don't know whether he has a congressional press badge or not, but he does not have a right to enter the Senate chamber. So he has to be held to the same standard as every other journalist, independent or otherwise, that they're charging. And he captured this incredible footage, and then he wrote his story, and he submitted it to The New Yorker, and they published it, and there you have it. And he seems to have a um, um, get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Steve, how can we is there is there something we can do to help? Like what 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 can we do right now to help you? Right now, we're just going to get the word out that this is happening and it's happening at the level it was. I, I, I will tell you when the uh, when the uh, actor uh, and um, uh, GOP activist that was arrested in the airport the last week, um, forget his name, uh, the, you know, the guy that worked with Babylon B and he was he just attended the premiere of their new the Daily Wire's new comedy uh, special. Yeah. And he flew back home and, and he was arrested. As soon as that happened, in my mind, I said this to myself, I'm next. Because mm. if they're going that deep, they're coming after me next. Mm. Well, Steve, um, this, this is uh, enraging that this is happening to you. Um, but uh, we thank you so much for all of your great work. It's just been instrumental in getting the truth out and um, praying for you and just keep us posted. Thank you. All right. Hey, we're, we're continuing the work. I continued the work today right after the announcement. I met with the uh, the head of the uh, police union, the president of the police union here. We're still working. We're still investigating. We're not going to stop. Good. Good. Thank you so much, Steve. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Sarah. See ya. God, that makes me mad. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I, it really is like what United States are we living in yeah. in 2023 that this is happening to journalists? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and it's just certain types of journalists, right? Like, right. I mean, the New York Times yeah. has had reporters inside the yep. Capitol for all of this. They have all sorts of footage, and everyone's just like celebrates them. They get into the documentaries. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. "Thank God we have the First Amendment protections for the press." And then and we don't. We don't. We right. clearly we don't. don't right. I guess right. I, I'm. I am moderately surprised that you don't have at least some voices stepping up for Steve that aren't on the that are journalists that are not on the right. Like, I mean, you'd think. Someone from think so. the left would say, hey, wait a minute, this is going to happen to us when Donald Trump gets in. But they never think that way, apparently. No, you know why? Because that's how much they hate your guts. Yep. Yeah. That's how much they hate you. They, they, they don't care about stuff like that as long as they're advancing their own agenda. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. A quick break. We'll be back with more of what we want. You turned that into like a song. That was nice. That was a great effort. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a stroke. It was just the thing okay. that I did. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And they are like... Look, they're putting their money where their mouths are. So when they say we believe in all of these conservative causes, we believe in being pro-life, we believe in, you know, um, uh, raising conservative children who don't have to be indoctrinated by all of these liberal school boards. We believe in all of these things. They're actually going to take a portion of 
your bill and they're going to donate it, donate it towards these causes that they are fighting for and causes that you are fighting for as well. They've been instrumental in flipping school boards. Uh, they've been instrumental in, they've been down at the border with our friend Yaku Buyans, actually feeding all of these volunteers who are helping with uh, human trafficking. I mean, they are the real deal and you're going to get the same service because they use all, they, they share all the same towers. It's the same three networks and they all share the towers. So you're going to get the same service. You can keep your phone. You can get a new one. Do whatever you want. But, but starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal. You can get a free smartphone when you switch. And uh, like I said, it's the same dependable nationwide coverage. There's no reason not to go to that. So patriotmobile.com slash news. Check them out. Uh, they've got all sorts of plans for everyone. Patriotmobile.com slash news. Right, the NDAA was, uh, of course, the controversial surveillance law that created the FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Um, this was set to expire at the end of this year. But congratulations, America. Today, the House passed a defense bill that does still contain NDAA and deep state surveillance authorization. Yes, we got it yes. done, guys. Woo! All right. Yeah. More spying on innocent Americans for us. Totally. Yes. Or I guess continually. Yep. Because it's not really finally, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's no, been it's going been, on a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. And so they were, I know that there was talk that they were going to reform uh, Section 702, which is, of course, the, the FISA Again, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. From now on, I'm just calling it FISA, so just remember what that means. Um, and so it allows intelligence agencies to collect communications of targeted foreigners. It also may lead to targeted surveillance of Americans' private communications. Oopsies! Which obviously would lead to some issues. And um, they're just like, pass it right on through. Now, I know this was created, I think... After 9/11, if I'm if my memory serves me correctly, Isaac goes back even farther. Than Does that. it? The the, um, the uh, Patriot Act was something. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, we all recognize, we all take, for example, Islamic extremism very seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't like terrorism. I don't like terrorist attacks. I don't really? think they're. I don't think they're positive for our community. Huh. Um, that's just a sense that I've had and, and held for a long time. And I understand a lot of people disagree with it, uh, particularly <laughs> when it comes to Israel for some reason. Right. Um, but uh, I, I, we like there is some level of, of surveillance that we understand is going to happen, particularly to overseas people. Or I mean, we want that. Right? Like I mean, like we yeah. want to spy yes. on foreign, yes. you know, uh, yes. governments, and like we we all know that stuff happens, and we sort of understand that other countries do it to us. But what we maybe didn't understand uh, for a very long time, Pat and I were just talking about this off the air. Um, for a very long time, we didn't realize how far they went. We didn't realize how they do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we now have reports um, of basically like everyone trying to trading secrets, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can spy on Britain and Britain can spy on us. And we just kind of switch and just share every, all the information. Like that's not okay. I, no one approved of that. Mm -hmm. You know, the old thing was like, well, it's true. It does happen where let's say, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden's underling is uh, emailing Bob Jones down the street from you. And if we look at Osama's emails, we might see that Bob Jones emails too. It's totally, uh, you know, uh, uh, unplanned, but we do occasionally see that. It's so much more than that. We know that now. And certainly with the internet and how that's grown uh, and how so many people live their entire lives on it, this has become a, a situation where, 
it's not exactly, you know, um, uh, iRobot or, you know, like, you know, some uh, one of these movies, Enemy of the State, right? Like, it's not exactly that yet, but like, it, but it's compared yeah. to 20 years ago, 10 years yeah. ago, it really is. I mean, yeah. we are monitored like we've, you know, who would have ever believed? Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and this is, you know, I, I said something nice earlier about Republicans. I mean, I want that to be on record, sort of. But like this is the other side of that, right? They they didn't put up any fight yep. for this at all. Mm -hmm. Where were the people who were so upset about Kevin McCarthy to get him thrown out of the speakership? And now they're totally fine with Johnson doing doing this. I mean, the vote wasn't even close. Yeah. It wasn't even close. They could have blocked it, I think, even with only a third of votes, and they couldn't even do that. It's really pathetic, yeah, and uh, you know they should have they should have at least gotten something out of this. And one of the big problems with with what's going on with all the surveillance is that very little of it's done with terror terrorists now, mm -hmm. uh, with foreigners now. It's, this is mostly done for drug dealers and American citizens for other activities. You know, they're spying on on parents who show up at at uh, at school well, district. Yeah. You know, meetings now, and they're spying on us for who knows what. I, I, I don't even know why they're collecting information, but they are, and we all know it now. Mm -hmm. And it's not a secret anymore, and they're not even using it for what it was intended for in the first place. And I'm really done with it, and they really should have stopped it. Yeah. But of course they didn't, because yeah. they almost never do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're a drug dealer and you're, like, really good at it, and you don't get caught, who am I to, you know? It's like, right? you don't, you, the government shouldn't have a right to spy on you. Is this, host, is this show hosted by Jeffy? What's, what's happening here? Who's making the pro-drug dealer argument? What is going on? I'm just on? saying that they should, uh, the, spying, ju it just seems lazy, is all I'm saying. That's lazy. Yeah, it's a it. lazy investigation. Yeah. If you want to investigate mm -hmm. someone, do it the good old-fashioned way. To get a freaking warrant, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, get a warrant. Have, right. It's not like we can't look into people we think are doing exactly. things that are illegal. You need to get a warrant exactly. to do that. The FISA warrant system is really just a joke, right? Yes. Everybody who get every time they apply it gets approved it was something like 99 percent of these yeah. applications get approved and then that just opens up to all sorts of craziness like just you know like law enforcement is really important i'm not one of these people who think the police are bad all the time and the military is bad all the time i'm not that guy but you got to do it the right way and, and over and over again the government thinks that's too too hard yeah yeah i'm uh, becoming the guy that's pretty leery of the fbi though me too. Pretty darn leary of them. Me oh, yeah. too. No. I, yeah, I to be. burn the whole I mean, thing to the ground, I say. <laughs> I, I agree. And the CIA, yeah. uh, you know, doing unconstitutional things like spying on their on our citizenry. I yep. mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead and take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Preborn. Mm. So, look, the left is obviously ramping up their efforts to, you know, kill babies in the womb. So I think it's time we ramp up our efforts to save those babies. Why not include saving a baby's life on your Christmas list? Well, because of our partnership with Preborn, an organization that has rescued over 270,000 babies, you actually can do just that because every day Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies as they compete head to head, often in the same location right next to each other with all of those abortion giants. So they're going to offer abortion minded women who are scared and they don't know what to do. They're going to offer them a free ultrasound. And once that woman meets her baby for the first time and hears the baby's heartbeat, 
I gotta tell you, it's life-changing. Every time I talk about it, I almost tear up because that moment that you hear your baby's heartbeat is just a life-changing moment. And in that moment, her baby's chance at life is doubled. And for just $28, you can save a life. So right now, through a match, now's the time to give because your tax-deductible gift is going to be doubled through that match. Uh, Preborn also supports mothers with di diapers, car seats, counseling for up to two years. So you're gonna offer double the blessings. Now's the time to put your year-end write-offs to work. You can dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash Sarah. That is preborn.com slash Sarah. All right, I want to play Dr. Jill Biden's video she posted on uh, Twitter, of course, X, uh, with their, I don't know, the, the White House Christmas video. Here's some of that. What am I looking at? <laughs> Why? Is this made for people who are on LSD? Is this a man or a woman? I think that's the point. Yeah, I think you're right. Why is, no. That's a cute little nose ring. He looks like a bull. I mean, are they proud of this? Yeah, I think they are proud of this. So, okay, I've had enough of that. Wow. Um, apparently, this dance group uh, notes on its website that tap is a sub subversive dance form that is rooted in protest and transcendence because of, of course, you know, white supremacy. Jeez, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> sweet. I didn't realize that about tap. Yeah, did you, you? what? Yeah. I did, you sorry, I I'm didn't. You didn't did. know that? I did, Sarah. Thank you, Stu. Well, Thank you, well, Stu. Well, That's a yeah, great no, point. white people. You white people, you, you don't understand. Whiteies. I know, I guess. Tap. I guess not. people. <laughs> I um, yeah, I mean, like uh, Dave Marcus, who I, who I really like, he, you know, he's uh, I go, he's the one I go on with Megan Kelly on mm -hmm. the show with, and he's a, I like him a lot because he'll just ask questions, and sometimes he's against the grain. And he said, like, why are we mocking these people for telling us happy holidays? And I was like, well, there's something to that, right? Like, I it's not it's not my style at all. And I, he said, what's the problem with this video? And the two things I came up with off the top of my head: number one. Like, Broadway sucks. Like, the whole thing sucks. We should just end it. We should close down all the theaters, in my opinion. That has nothing to do with uh, other... Everyone else seems to love it. I think it sucks. I don't understand it. I don't like the tap stuff. I don't like any of it. To me, I just don't find it appealing. But number two, I don't want the resources of this country going to that. I, it might even be the most, it might be the best video in the world. It might be my favorite singer or my favorite dancer or my favorite athletes doing that type of thing. There's no reason for that to have anything to do with the president of the United States. If my favorite athlete was doing the tap dance mm -hmm. through the White House like that, I would hate it just as much as that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's yeah. stupid. It's also, anyway. it it's reminds ridiculous. me of the Hunger Games to a little bit too it's much. It's like the Hunger Games. It really is. Yeah. Um, Okay, all right, all right. Yes. Well, I want to play something when we get back, something very special. So we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Pathetic. Yeah, it's a little bit too hunger gamey. <laughs> a little bit of a preview of what Stu is doing on his YouTube channel over Christmas. Here is a clip of the Christmas twist. Noel. 
know what I think about your pretzel cookies? It's not about the money. It's about how dumb you are. I mean, it's, it's a little bit about the money, but it's mostly about how dumb you are. I can't marry someone this dumb. Unless it's a Kardashian, maybe. <laughs> Sell the store, or I'm calling the engagement off. You now have 12 business hours to decide! So what you're, what you're saying is that I should marry my mean fiancé? No, stupid. Oh, you're so stupid. How can you be this dumb? I mean, that's stupid. So then what you're saying is that I should choose the plumber? Yes. <laughs> wow, geez, I'm really starting to see where your fiance is coming from. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> stupid. I mean, really dumb. Okay, well, I hope I have enough time to go stop up the toilet again. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> you are stupid. Can you do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stu, we have 30 seconds. Tell them what you're doing. Uh, 24 hours of a Christmas twist. Our beloved holiday classic, uh, starring myself, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray, uh, my wife, Lisa Page, takes an odd amount of abuse, I'm realizing, watching that clip. <laughs> And, of course, Jeff Fisher, uh, who usually is the subject of all of our abuse, but in this particular one, he's sort of a hero in a way. Uh, it's a Christmas twist, 24 hours of a Christmas twist. going to run all day, 24 hours straight on YouTube.com slash America. Watch it. You'll love it. I can't wait. I watch it every year. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.